0: Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. On this episode, I have Maria Fuller here. She is the founder and thought leader behind RaisingAPowerfulGirl.com and EmpoweredGirlMovement.com. Her mission is to give parents the resources needed for building independence, leadership, and a strong personal identity in girls so that they can change the world. Her work has been featured on Google and Yahoo News, The Rachel Ray Show, and numerous online publications. Hey, Maria. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so excited for you to be here to talk to us about how you've been able to build this movement of empowering our daughters and our our nieces and all just the girls in the world um, so, but first let's get a little bit of a background story on you. I love hearing about where people started and where they've come from and how they got to, um, in, got into entrepreneurship and how like you came up with what, what direction you wanted to go with that. So give us a little bit of a background on you. Sure. So um,
1: I guess for people out there, I, I'm a white presenting Latina. So I um, came from a Latina household. I'm was a I'm a recovering perfectionist and recovering people pleaser. So when I was little, I was that little girl that was uh, really good about following rules and directions and knew exactly what she needed to say or do to elicit this response um, and please other people. And I was really good at it, you know, a straight A student, um, you know, leader of this, leader of that. But it wasn't until I started my first year of college that I realized that I really had absolutely no identity. I didn't know really who I was at my core because I had been taught my entire life how to dress. You know, I went to Catholic school with a uniform. So how to dress, how to act, how to behave, what to learn, right? In our schools, we don't really give children a lot of um, ability to find what they love. We spoon feed them what to learn, how to learn it, and how to regurgitate the information. So I think that was like my big, like, aha awakening into what would then lead to be my work, um, you know, almost 20 years later. I went to school for medicine. I have a background in health science and women's studies and emergency and disaster management. I was a New York City critical care paramedic. And so, uh, um, you know, female in a male dominated world, I had to learn what it meant to be a leader in that industry. And it was not an easy journey. Um, I was really good at the work that I did as a paramedic. I think it's because I was um, really in touch with my intuition and those gut feelings, which allowed me to make really good decisions for my patients and for myself. And an accident on the job actually ended my career. And that was my first pivot point um, in my career. And it led me to entrepreneurship. And so I dabbled with a few things in the beginning, mainly because i wasn't sure what I was going to do with my life I was going if I was going to go back to school and study more medicine or or change to something else and During that, I became pregnant with my first daughter and I had a very difficult pregnancy, very difficult labor and delivery, and a, a rough first few years with uh, my daughter Alexa, because she had some medical issues and so my husband, who is an avid amateur photographer, wanted me to i think I, th- I was in really bad postpartum depression, borderline psychosis, and he wanted to kind of just bring some passion back to my eyes. So he was like, "I want to teach you how to use a camera." And we fought because I never thought, it, which is really funny when we talk about what I've done. I never considered myself to be like a technical person. You know, I was a artsy, you know, into science, but like math wasn't a strong suit for me. I wasn't really into computers or technology. And and the thought of using a camera when he started explaining it to me and he's, he's a computer guy sounded very technical. I was like, I can't do this. Like this sounds too complicated. No. And eventually I did it. And I started a photography business and it took off pretty quickly. Uh, Within two years of opening my studio, I was on the Rachel Ray show for my work. I've had numerous um, publications, magazine covers, and became Came, you know made a nice little niche for myself um, in the tri-state area. And slowly as like I started to evolve being a mom, I had another little girl and I, I used photography as a tool to really share stories. And 10 years ago, women were really talking about like the challenges of motherhood, like the dark side of it. I think we have a lot more, uh, openness about it these days, which is amazing. But back then nobody was talking about it. And since I was struggling with postpartum depression, I used the camera almost therapeutically to share my story, to share the dark moments. Um, and to help the mothers that I was working with to embrace those dark moments and understand that that was normal and part of this motherhood journey and hoping that they didn't feel so isolated in their own experience, thinking that they were the only ones having these struggles because that's what I had gone through and it had made me feel like there was something wrong with me or that I wouldn't be a good mom. And I worked a lot with moms and newborns in the beginning. And, um, I'm an avid, I love, I love education. I love learning new things. So I actually became a lactation consultant during that journey. Cause I was working with so many moms that were nursing and they were, you know, asking me for help and I had had a nursing journey. So I was like, well, let me like learn about this like properly to actually give good advice. And it, it's really interesting looking back now how, if, when I find something passionate about it, I, I throw myself in completely. Um, and so I, my work started shifting to working with young girls and that was really out of my own curiosity because I was a mom to two girls and I had struggled with my own self-esteem issues and body image issues and you know this not really knowing who I was and lack of identity. And I wanted different for my girls. And so I did a lot of reading and, and researching online, looking at statistics of mental health and education and women's leadership. And I started using photography as a tool to connect with tween and teen girls and to try to you know, find out what's going on in their world and hopefully try to uh, boost their confidence and self-esteem. And uh, that was kind of like the, the birthing of raising a powerful girl, but I was doing it through you know my photography studio and i had a really successful you know multi six figure studio brick and mortar business um, i was living the dream everyone would, would say but what happened was that i came to this realization that the work that I wanted to do was so much bigger and I wasn't able to do it staying in the lane as a photographer because oftentimes I would have moms that would bring girls to me and they would say you know I need you to work with my daughter she has you know all of these issues and what I found was nine out of ten times I could find a direct correlation between a girl having um, self-esteem issues and confidence issues and I could attribute it to something in her mother as well and so the way she was being raised and it wasn't that mom was doing things purposely to to cause these issues it was a lack of um, education and understanding why we needed to make a shift in in how we parent and raise our girls. And that's when I really, really decided that I needed to shut down my company and, you know, launch something new. And with that, I launched Raising a Powerful Girl um,
0: in early 2017. And you mentioned like there were these different areas that you work that like you noticed that the girls needed help with, or the the parents even, um, and you call these your the six tenets of their mindfulness, gratitude, purpose, mindset, relationships, and humanitarianism. So that's really your focus. That, your focus when you're working with um, not only the girls but the parents as well. Like they both need help with those things.
1: Yeah. So for parents, when I launched Raising a Powerful Girl, that was really supposed to be a platform where I could educate parents on different ways of raising daughters, bringing in professionals from all over the world to help educate parents on how to do things differently. Um, It was really exciting for me because it allowed me... So I launched the podcast and it allowed me to reach out to these awesome people that I I had been following online myself, you know, that I was learning from myself and was able to pick their brain for, you know, my own help as a parent raising two girls. And then I figured, you know, I'll bring everyone along on this journey with me and share that information as well. And so that, that section there, we really talk more about like techniques and tactics for raising girls and, and from, you know, the language that we use to helping them with clothing that they wear to how to talk about uh, bodies or not talk about bodies in a way that's healthy and supportive and that that was really incredible and took off really well but then you know my what kept coming back was that for so many of us we are trying to like dismantle everything that in the way that we were parented and that takes a lot of work and time and so what I found was that I needed to really work with parents and girls in order to break this cycle to disrupt this cycle of behavior and so i had to find a way that we could do that with girls and there were certain areas where i had realized being a woman entrepreneur i found such a huge correlation with running a business and a lack of skill set and mindset and all of those techniques that i didn't have as a little girl and what i kept thinking was my gosh like can i i could only imagine if i had learned about like Attitude and having a strong mindset and mindfulness practice and like learning about self care. If I had all of these techniques and tools, like I, I I learned that as a young girl, how much more powerful I would have been as an entrepreneur and successful later on. Like there was like that direct correlation. I think that's why my path um, in in this world has brought me to entrepreneurship because I was able. I think that becomes magnified when you're a woman running a business. Um, how important it is to have a strong mindset and have all of these skills. So that's why I came up with those tenants to focus on. And we do that in our online platform for girls. So it's it's a mobile web-based application for girls where we focus on those areas and give them those skills and those tools that they need. And they can learn them as young as seven and eight years old um, in the hopes that it will bring them into women's leadership. And and that's really my main goal has always been women's leadership. And when I say women's leadership, it's not that traditional idea of women's leadership of you know getting into politics or running a company. Those are really great ways to lead. But what I think we need to start with is girls learning to self-lead their own lives. And that's where it begins, and that starts with them having purpose and understanding that they are here in this world with a purpose, and that there should be joy in finding that purpose, that journey. You know, we're so um, focused these days on like the product, the end result, and 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 we don't want to go through the process, the journey, right? And if you, if you're an entrepreneur listening to this, like you get it, the journey is hard. And what does everyone say is, is it's not the end result. It's the journey that's so powerful. And I wanted girls to, to figure that out for themselves. And I wanted them to, um, love themselves and have the, this, this, deep love for themselves and respect for themselves and had these goals that they wanted to obtain and they learned to have good relationships with people and to cut you know to create healthy boundaries for themselves whether it's with friends or peers um or in relationships romantic relationships later on where she doesn't have to focus on um her self-worth isn't dependent on other people's reactions or um, what they think of her. Her self-worth is within her herself because of who she is and, and understanding that. And if we were able to give girls these tools, then we would see a decrease in struggle with mental health. And um, we would see, girls maybe not struggle so much with abusive relationships and would be able to get out quicker and make better decisions for themselves. And and that's what I want for my daughters. And that's what I want for all the other girls in the world. And that's how we create change because I think that the change that we need to see in this world is going to come from women, but we have to raise them and educate them to step into that role. And it's, it starts, you know, with, you know, mind, body, and spirit.
0: So what would be, um, maybe your number one tip for someone, because I'm a parent, I have a six year old daughter and I think about these things constantly. Like, am I raising my kids, especially my daughter to be a person that can grow up and realize that there's like so many options for her in the world and she doesn't have to get put on one path. She doesn't have to be forced into anything. She has so many options available to her. Um, and that comes with the things that you talked about, raising them to um, be mindful and like have the mindset of being able to accomplish what they want to and um, living a purpose-driven life. So what would be a tip for parents like me and other and have daughters or sons or whatever that they're trying to raise this um sense of like entrepreneurship in them like where can they start like what would be a starting place for someone like that is not already maybe they're already doing stuff but not intentionally <laughs> yeah so i think the
1: first step and it's probably one of the hardest things to do and it's not an overnight switch is learning to let go of every single expectation that you have of your child and what you want this, what you want their experience to be, what you want their end result to be and what you want your parenting journey to look like. And that's really, really difficult. Um, And I learned that at a, I learned that quickly with Alexa because she had so many issues. And I remember being a few days postpartum and um, she wasn't breastfeeding and it had been a very traumatic delivery. And I remember crying and my midwife said to me, she's like, Maria, you have to understand this. This is Alexa's journey. You can't control it for her. You can't push her through it. All you're here to do is to guide her to make good decisions for herself. And with my girls, it, it's, you know, I go through cycles every couple of months, something comes up where I have to literally stand back and say, wait a minute. Like, am I making this decision, this parenting decision, based off of my own ego? What I want for her, what I think she should do or am I al- allowing myself to like see my child as who she is and and create a space where she feels comfortable enough to explore and share who she is with me and when i learn to like detach from like all of these expectations and it can be from like when, when Alexa was five, she was really great at gymnastics. They wanted her to start pre-team and I really wanted it for her. I was like, yes, we found her thing. And she was like, no. And it was really hard for me to say, okay, so then let's find what you're good at. And it it's been that way through like education, like finding what works for her education wise. And I have two girls that are completely different, which means that I parent them completely different. And so it's not this like, you you find one style of parenting and you apply it to all of your children. It's connecting with your child and understanding what they need and, and creating a space to allow them to fully express who they are and to be able to explore a lot of things without labeling it as feminine and masculine or as good or as bad, but as just is. And it sounds like really complex, but um, it's not that hard. It's actually been easier for me to parent. So, you know, your child does something and maybe they don't make a good choice instead of like blowing up and starting to come up with a punishment right away. You know, for me, it's been taking a big deep breath, like getting myself to like my center to like stop the action and then to like sit and have a conversation. Like, why did this occur? Like, what were you thinking with this? You know, and just trying to, to connect with them so that they're able to communicate, and we can communicate back and say, Well, this wasn't a good choice because of this. This is what you could do next time. Because I think one of the things we need to do as parents, and we're not set up in this in the parenting world with traditional parenting methods, we're not um, setting up really good lines of communication for our children, especially when you're doing constant punitive punishment. And what I want is I want my I want to create a communication method with my girls that they will come to me. With absolutely anything that happens in their life, if they make a bad decision, that um, they can come to me and know that I'll help them work through that. And I think that when you're able to do that, it takes away so much stress of parenting. And is my kid going to go out and drink and drive? Are they going to get you know involved in risky behavior? Um, are they going to make bad decisions? But if you know that your child's going to come to you with anything, um, because they They trust you because you've allowed them to be who they are and you respect that and you honor that, um, then it it makes you sleep a little bit easier at night. So, you know, it's a a big whirlwind (laughs) response, but it really is with just allowing them to be who they are. Um, And I will tell you that when you let go of those expectations and you really see your child for who they are, it is so much more amazing and magical than you could ever come up with yourself. And that
0: is the really cool part of it. I love that. And it's so true because our kids, they're still in tune with that imaginative side of being a child that we somehow lose it as we become, become an adult. And so the dreams and passions and everything that they can come up with for themselves is way better than we could ever wish or hope for them, (laughs) you know? So, um, I love that. Guys, you can go find more about Maria and her movement in empowering girls. You can find her at raisingapowerfulgirl.com, empoweredgirlmovement.com, and her app can be found at empoweredgirlapp.com. So, you can go check out all those. Maria, is there anywhere else people can find you that we need to know about? Sure, they can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at raisingapowerfulgirl. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here today, Maria.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Do you have a course or info product that you're trying to get out into the world and make an impact, but you're struggling to figure out how to do that? I know that it can be hard and that's why I want to get on a free call with you. So you can tell me your goals, what you're trying to accomplish what message you're trying to get out there into the world and see if I can help you come up with a plan and really figure out how to sell what you have to offer to truly amplify your impact and empower others. To jump on that call with me, go to susanleonardson.com forward slash discover.